0: Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Spider Insight Podcast. Bob Black with you to talk some more Richmond football. And this week, joined by Matt Smith, our sideline reporter on our Spider broadcast. He'll be with us here today on our Spider Insight Podcast. And we're glad you're with us as well. And we've got a great guest coming up for you in a little bit. He burst onto the scene Saturday and right into the Richmond record book. Fine Webb, the Spider running back who had the 87 yard touchdown run at the end of the game, the fifth longest run in Richmond program history, and he's going to tell us all about it here in just a little bit. Matt, welcome to the Spider Insight Podcast. Got a nice win for the Spiders to talk about at 41-10. to 10. You know better than anybody at halftime, Russ Huseman wasn't overly pleased with where things were, even though it was a 24-10 to 10 Spider lead, and he was much happier with the complete performance in the second half.
1: I was really a little surprised going into halftime. I guess I should never say that with Coach Huseman, and when you have a chance to talk to him uh, before that happens halftime. Halftime conversation with his team, but he was really, really angry with tackling, with uh, the ineffectiveness on offense, so to speak, and and really I think um, when the Spiders came out of that locker room at halftime, you only needed to look at two or three series to see that they got the message and they really were completing things on all phases of the football game
0: after after the break this was a tough one in some ways and i know they did a good job all week of talking the game up as coaches and players do but this was you know a first time opponent uh in the caa uh they had just come off a win the week before against albany but there was a little bit of an unknown factor there there were a lot of things going on around them saturday with the homecoming and all the people that were there and i think that focus came into focus in the second half and they took care of business
1: no doubt about it and when you play in a league like the caa and you have household names that are in the top 25 week in and week out on your schedule i think it's human nature when you're going up against a team that maybe isn't top 25 you're on the road you're not expecting there to be a a whole lot of fan enthusiasm behind it and and the spiders really i think to their credit were able to get that focus back and and really finish this game off
0: and we saw the Richmond offense operate more like we have seen them in the past, not the Villanova game where the running game took uh, forefront there. But Reese Judinsky, again, crazy numbers, 30 of 37, 314 yards and three touchdowns. Well, I wasn't a
1: math major, but when you're completing 80% of your passes, that's pretty darn good. And I'm not sure there's anybody in the country that's going to pass him the way he is managing this offense right now. And, and really, his years of experience directing this offense itself – is really just evident every every play from scrimmage
0: and and it's amazing how he spreads the wealth i think you know when he came here and jacob harris came here i think a lot of us thought all right Jake's going to get a lot of passes because they have the VMI connection there. But that hasn't been the case. He has spread it around. I think he had 11 different receivers, including running backs, catch passes Saturday.
1: It's amazing. And if you're a high school kid and you're looking at, well, am I going to get a chance to touch the football? And and Richmond can say definitively, yeah, just take a look at our stat sheet. And there are guys week in and week out that are getting multiple catches, multiple touches of the football. And it really keeps them fresh, really, too, going into the second half.
0: And then on the other side, and we really focused in on in the trenches uh, this past week, at least on our broadcast, and that certainly came to fruition. Six more tackles for loss, three more quarterback sacks. Jeremiah Grant has a huge game from defensive end. He's the co-CAA Defensive Player of the Week. Seven tackles, couple for loss, quarterback sack in there. Um, the defense just keeps getting another week with only 10 points. I think it's the fourth opponent they've held to 10 points or less.
1: Well, the trend of this defense being able to get into the backfield, I think, has really been impressive. And when you you when at Jeremiah Grant certainly gets the accolades this week but if you look at his body of work this season seven and a half tackles for loss three quarterback sacks here's a guy that's really getting it done for that spider defense
0: he's an interesting one too because if you think back to the summertime the spider coaches weren't and they've made this known we're not crazy about the way he came back from summer break both mentally and physically and he has really you know progressed leaps and bounds from then
1: yeah I've heard coach Huseman make some comments about that and and especially at at the coaches show Mm -hmm. during the Week about uh, the way that he came in shape or did, did not come in shape, and and his effort and getting himself into this condition has really helped the Spider defense be where they are right now.
0: So it turns out to be a uh, resounding victory for the Spiders 41 to 10 is the final over Hampton last week and Matt that keeps the Spiders right where they need to be I know they won't talk about it they'll only talk about the week ahead which is Maine and we'll get into that on the other side of our conversation with Fane Webb but uh, at 5 and 2 and 3 and 1 you're right there in the conversation and you don't have to look anywhere else other than in the mirror at yourselves to know what kind of success you can have when we get set to flip the calendar in November.
1: Well, with some of the other results they've had, you know, you put it in your own control as far as how you finish this season right now. You don't need help necessarily. And, and with the gauntlet that the Spiders have down the stretch and looking at the other teams that they're fighting neck and neck with down the stretch, it'll be a really exciting month of November.
0: Well, it was a really exciting end to the game on Saturday, so let's go back and relive that and bring in our special Spider player guest today, Fane Webb, the Spider running back, who came in at the end of the game. He hasn't had an opportunity to get on the field yet from the line of scrimmage. He's on a couple of the Spider special teams. He's uh, battled through injury, and this was his first opportunity to get in the game and carry the ball, and lo and behold, he takes it 87 yards for a touchdown, and it puts his name in the record books as the fifth longest run. So let's start our conversation with with Fene webb i'm going to start you off by replaying the highlight of that touchdown and then have you describe it for us wickersham takes it hands off to Fene webb straight up the middle of the field and now he's off to the races picking him up and putting him down down the near sideline 20 15 10 5 touchdown Fene webb takes it coast to coast on his first carry for a richmond touchdown
2: how about that and these guys love it they absolutely love it Fene webb is He's a team He's a team guy. He's a team player.
0: Everybody loves him. Gets his first touch, takes it to the house, house music. Got to love it. That is an 87-yard touchdown run for Fene Webb. That is the fifth longest run in Richmond football history. How about that? Hey, man, he first comes, carry of the year put me comes. in the record book. Take us through that run, what you saw at the line of scrimmage, and then what you were seeing as you were flying down. <laughs>
2: Um, so Hampton is a three down, a three down front team. They run a, a true three three five, and we practiced. They practiced all week, so we seen how it was gonna hit. So it was just um, a front side run, and we saw. I saw a linebacker, the linebacker number four. He was a Villanova transfer. He came straight down and attacked the guard, and then Avery eighty six. Um, he comes and gets the the safety because he played in inside of the box, and from there I just took it backside and it was all she wrote.
0: You make it sound so easy at that point. (laughs) What's kind of running through your mind as you're heading downfield? I mean, this is your first carry. You're going to get your first touchdown, and you're going to put your name in the record books. I know you didn't know this at the time, for the fifth longest run in Richmond football history.
2: I was just thinking about not getting honked because (laughs) in a running back when we we, uh, make fun of each other, if somebody gets caught from behind, and I couldn't let it be me because I give everybody else uh, hell for it. (laughs) You know, Bob and I were talking
1: about yeah, you know, fifth longest run in school history but this is the second longest since 1955 it's been a long time since we've had uh, a play like that Tim Hightower is the guy here had the 90 yarder what does it mean to you to be kind of in the Richmond record books next to a
2: guy like Tim Hightower I mean it's nice but it's like I don't believe it's gonna be the last time I'm in it we hope not that's yeah, for sure
0: That that's a great attitude
2: well Mount Vernon guy right and
1: when I looked at your stats from high school, you are almost identical, passing and rushing yardage. So you're a guy, you could throw the ball all over the place. I saw your highlights on huddle. But did you have some flashbacks to,
2: to running some of those high school touchdown runs? Because <laughs> yes. you had a lot of long ones in high school. <laughs> yeah, so I, it it was kind of similar to a few that I had in high school. So, like, I had a flashback in the middle of the run of a, a game we played. I took it, like, 85 yards in the first play. So, like, it was it was kind of like a relive, a relived moment, and it was nice.
0: What do you remember about your teammates on the sideline? Because you're running down our sideline, and uh, I can tell you they were going crazy. Did you even notice them? Hear them? Just what?
2: Um, so I seen. I think Tariq uh, was running with me for a second, yeah. <laughs> and he stopped. And I'm like, I looked behind. I kept looking behind me to my right because I didn't. I could. I could not get hauled. And <laughs> it was at that point. And then after, it was like I stopped for a second and realized what I actually did. And that's when I got excited about it
1: well when you have uh the running backs of the spiders do this year and we've had some some nicks and bangs and that sort of thing and coaches always talk about that next man up mentality what is your mentality there on the sidelines knowing that you're getting on the field for special teams plays but knowing that you know you're one injury away from being back on the field in, in the
2: capacity that you envision yourself I mean I'm always ready to be on the field but I'm always supporting the guys because like they all work their ass off every day in practice and weight room like we, we do everything together we we watch film together. We meet together. So it was like um, we have like that family bond. So like if one of us is doing well, we're all doing well, and that's how we see it. Now, growing up,
1: when you looked at running backs, quarterbacks, guys that you wanted to model yourself after or thought, man, I want
2: to run like that guy,
1: who are some of the guys that you saw either in, in the NFL or at the college level that you thought, man, that's the guy I want to be like?
2: So I only did that once and I was in high school, and so I wore seven in high school. Um so I always wanted to be like Mike Vick, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a lefty,
0: so that, <laughs> I knew I couldn't be exactly like him. The right-handed version of <laughs> Michael right. Vick. That's that's not a bad thing to be considering how great he was at Virginia Tech and then in, in the NFL as well. Um has this been difficult? I mean you were a star high school player. Almost everybody was a star high school player that's playing in college, but you've been working your butt off and we do have a deep talented running back room and you're still young. How have you kind of balanced those two things?
2: Oh, uh, I think my hardest thing has was so, my first two years, I didn't play because of I tore my ACL. So, this is my first year back being able to play. So, um, the guys have been been with me through it all, honestly. Um, I tore my ACL, and first thing they did, they all che- texted me, checked out with me, um, made sure I got doctor appointments and everything. Um, I had my surgery. They texted me. I rehabbed, they rehab. They, were, they weren't there with my rehab, but, like, they always asked how I was doing. I always asked Joe what was going on. Like, and I told them, like, if I had problems with my rehab, I was talking to them about it. They were telling me, helping me out doing things like that. So, last year, I was still rehabbing, and I didn't get clear till probably late in the season, around, like, November. So, it was no really time for me to play. But I still um, practiced on the practice team for about two weeks, and um, they supported me through it all. Um, I was a little overweight, and like they helped me get the weight down, get back to where I was. And like without them, I wouldn't be. I would have did what I did on Saturday.
1: When you look at an injury like an ACL, when did you feel like I'm back? I can contribute. I'm not worried about making a cut, that sort of thing. How's that mindset once you come back and get back on the field?
2: Um, so I would say I probably stopped worrying about my knee this past camp. Cause last spring was like my first time really being able to do everything. And I, I didn't take the brace off until before spring break. So I wasn't really comfortable without cutting on my knee. But, um, me and the guys, we worked all summer, uh, uncomfortable cuts, under drills, been in uncomfortable positions with my body. And it, it got me back to where I used to be and a little better. And then when it came to the spring to this year's camp, um, that's where it all changed. I started feeling real comfortable doing what I wanted to do. wasn't think about if I cut this way, am I going to tear it again? So now I just I just run how I want to run. I don't think about my knee.
0: How about learning this whole new offense while you're going through all that as well? I, I know Kyle obviously was a quarterback Saturday when you took the handoff, but having Reese at quarterback and Coach Kosh and bringing this whole up-tempo offense that, that has been a lot of fun to watch. I assume it's been a lot of fun to play in. Um,
2: so I kind of ran this t- – type of offense in high school, so it was, like, real easy for me to learn. But having Coach Kosh and Reese around and then Jake Harris, like, mm-hmm. they help us with all, like, Kosh, he was playing everything to you down to the T. He loves football. He's always talking football. We could be at lunch, dinner, he's talking <laughs> football with us. So, like, it's not really hard. And then us as a group, we always want to be the best at what we do because we know we're leaders on the team regardless of somebody's wa- – regardless of we're playing or not. So, like, Kosh was bringing it in and giving us that new, fresh sense of – Um, up-tempo and always, like, next play is the next play. You make a mistake, it's the next play. It's, like, was really good for us because, like, we didn't have that before.
1: How much of it is different for you having been a quarterback and run a a, a similar type of offense to now being a guy who, gosh, I mean, the the way that the running backs are used in this offense is really so multidimensional because we have this pass game that turns into an extended run game, right? So now you get to be a receiver on top of running the football what about that multi-purpose kind of a feel to it?
2: Um, it's, it's a lot. Pl- playing quarterback to playing running back here, it's a lot easier, honestly, because it's, it's a lot less to think about and worry about for me. Um, but it's actually, when it comes to, like, what we have to do, it's pretty simple. It's the fact that you have to you just play play the game. Um, like, they coach us up, but it's really just what we do at the end. And Kosh, like I caution Coach um, J.P., uh, the running backs coach, like, he, he just wants us to play. He doesn't overcoach us. He, like, he makes it very clear, like, it might hit out here, it might hit here. But at the end of the day, wherever it hits us in the
0: game, it's different what, what we'll do all week. couple more for Fene Webb, our special guest on our Spider Insight podcast. We've referenced your high school career, brilliant high school career, a lot. So let's take that one step further. What was your recruitment process like, and why did you eventually, a couple of years ago, decide to be a Richmond Spider, which we're very happy about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So... My recruitment was I had um, a lot of interest from FBS schools. Um, I didn't. I transferred late my sophomore year, so I was at a new school, um, starting my junior year. Um, I talked to a lot of FBS schools. Um, things didn't work out in the way I wanted to. So Richmond had gave me an offer, and Richmond actually let me. Um, I had took the ACT, and they let me commit, which was really nice for me. Um, they were real, real big on me and within the recruitment process. They came down to my school about three to four times just to see me. Um, I believe they came to a game or two. I came to a few games to get out here. And um, I was always told a lot of good things about Richmond before I even got to Richmond. And it, everybody told me how it was a good school. Um, it would be like the best deci- decision you make career-wise. Football-wise, they've always been really good. So it was a pretty easy decision to make, choosing them over other CAA schools.
1: Now, when you look at, the marketing aspect of things for college athletics now has changed so much. With a last name like Webb, you're at Richmond, you're a spider. There's got to be some things going on in your head. Like, man, this could be really cool. What, what could we turn this into, right?
2: I haven't really thought about it, honestly. Because <laughs> I, I do a lot of other things besides football in my free time. So, like, I haven't really thought of a marketing thing with Webb and Spiders.
0: Well, maybe a few more 87-yard touchdown runs <laughs> that you will along those ways. Hey, congrats on the run on Saturday. We look forward to calling your name a lot more out there on the field. Thanks so much for joining us. I today.
2: appreciate for having me.
0: You got it, Feney. Thanks again. And, uh, Matt, I think it's kind of interesting. You know, we were all excited about this record-breaking run, and the one thing he kept relying back on was he just didn't want to get caught because he didn't want to hear about it from his buddies in the running back room. That's great motivation.
1: No doubt. Everybody has something that motivates them. Some guys want to be on the highlight reels. He just doesn't want to take a hard time from his buddies, and I can definitely relate to that.
0: I think you're onto something with him. His eyes kind of lit up, you know, when you were talking about, hey, your last name is Webb, and you're a spider <laughs> at the University of Richmond. You kind of see the wheels start to turn there. You might get to be his agent someday. Yeah, I might have
1: to send him a few ideas since he hasn't <laughs> thought about it that much.
0: You know, and we could have gone on and on with him, obviously, and hopefully there will be plenty more opportunities to do that. But you just kind of wonder. I know he comes out every day and works hard just like everybody, but if it does put a little more spring in your step after you do something like that, maybe you open the eyes of the coaches, you're on tape now, when they review the film, all of that that could help moving forward.
1: Well, and we've seen it happened with athletes not just on the football field but basketball everywhere else these acl injuries and and it does take a little time before you're back to that hundred percent and you can tell just by talking to him how well he feels right now and and how he's a hundred percent out there on the gridiron and and i think (laughs) nothing like an 87 year uh, yard run to get you a, a bump up on your spot
0: on the depth chart yeah and the other thing that he talked about at length when you asked him about the injury was kind of the family atmosphere that obviously exists here and he had a lot of support help in coming back from that injury. It's not an easy thing to do.
1: It's it's funny because it trickles down from the head coach, right? I, I talk about Russ Huseman and how he talks about playing for each other mm-hmm. before every game. And it's not just a one-game thing, and it's not just hyperbole. He really wants that to be the culture here, and it really has extended and become the culture with these guys taking care of each other, playing for each other, and and all the way down to what Fane had to say about his rehab.
0: And it's certainly working right now for this team because the Spiders continue to reel off victories, get another chance this Saturday on the road again. Only time this year we go back-to-back on the road from uh, maybe the shortest trip, Hampton, to the longest trip, Maine. The one flight that the Spiders will have to take. Uh, it's obviously a longer venture to get up there for Richmond. Maine is a tough place to play. But the Spiders, again, Matt, if they take care of business, you're going to turn that count to November and you're going to be in that conversation. So I would think the focus you know, will be razor-sharp this week against a main team that's only 2-5 and five overall, but they're 2-2 two and two in the league. I know they lost last week in a close one to Stony Brook, but I'm sure they'll have the full attention of the Spiders.
1: I've always said as a sideline guy, and, and I would assume as a player, you'd much rather play Maine the first week of September than the fourth week of October because <laughs> it's going to be chilly, and, and a lot of times it can be raw and a little bit of rain up there. So there are going to be some things to think about. You don't have – Uh, anytime you're on the road the best locker room situation, the best any situation, and it makes you tougher as a football team, and this team's going to have to play a main team that while they don't have the glossy wins and losses, they've played in a couple tight football games, and they have some conference wins, so Spiders will have to get the job done, but I think they're up for the task.
0: That's an interesting point about being on the road, and, and I say it all the time. It's not just winning the game and quieting a crowd for those 60 minutes. It's everything else that goes with it, and last Saturday was an example of that I hadn't been to Hampton before. Uh, it was crazy with all the people there. Literally, the Spiders had to walk through the the tailgates to get to the field uh, before the game. Did you notice anything? on the sideline you can give a really unique perspective here as our sideline reporter that was different about these guys or were they as russ hughesman said same group they come into work each and every day
1: you know i really felt like there was the focus there on the sideline the enthusiasm was there on the sideline i was interested in knowing as you're trying to battle through a sea of humanity getting just from the locker room to the front gate of that stadium you know does does all the ancillary stuff that's going on affect you at all as an athlete it really didn't the spiders were kind of mission based and and really understood what they needed to do and when you when you talk about you're taking your first flight of the season and your only flight of the season uh, potentially uh, to Maine, that's a little different. It's a little different what you'll have to do and uh, it's different for the broadcasters. We might be looking forward to the seafood. These guys just want to get on the field and, and come home with a win.
0: Well, you say we, and I am really disappointed <laughs> that you unfortunately are not going to make this trip with us this week. Other work obligations uh, certainly came first, so, so we're going to miss you not being on the sideline and not being at whatever seafood restaurant we wind up at Friday night. But
1: I think the main game should be renamed the Dr. Young Classic, right? Because Dr. Young for years was uh, the guy who picked the seafood restaurant and made sure we were under his wing and, and I will certainly miss that with you guys uh, on Friday night, but but hope that you have the same enjoyable dinner that we normally do have in Maine.
0: And we will try and bring home a win on that charter flight coming back. So Matt, thanks for uh, coming on the show today and being a part of it. Chris Anderson's done it a couple times. We're going to rotate you guys in and out through the rest of this season and uh, really enjoyed it. So thanks very much for doing this. Thanks, Bob. Enjoyed it. That's Matt Smith. I'm Bob Black. Again, thanks to our special player guest, Vinay Webb, the Spider running back with the 87-yard touchdown run in the Spiders' victory over Hampton last week. Back at it next week with another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. We will recap the main game and preview Hall of Fame and homecoming weekend against New Hampshire and what will be a big one in the CAA. We'll do that next week on the next edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.